the I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. Welcome to the I Am Independent podcast. Now, one of the things you'll hear us say often is that we think that independent artists are some of the hardest working people out there. There's no doubt about it. It's absolutely true. And some of the most resilient, we have to face rejection time and time again. Uh, We have to go for our dreams, sometimes often without a team uh, with us, championing us and helping with the workload. And most of all, a lot of what makes it hard is that we're having to hold down a full-time or part-time or other kind of job at the same time as pursuing our art and dreams. This is the reality of most independent artists, certainly in the beginning, and some even further into their careers. So we thought it was appropriate and a good idea to do a podcast on side hustles. The side hustle is definitely real for the independent artists. So our hope is that this will give you some ideas if you're struggling with your workload and your work and life balance, but also that it's going to inspire and encourage you as well. So enjoy. So welcome to the I Am Independent podcast with Bianca and Loretta and um, we are going to be talking about side hustles for the independent artist. Money is always a thing, money is like always feels like it's in short supply and music is expensive, to make it is expensive, to release it is expensive, then to tour and all those different things and then also then to work out how you earn money from this amazing art that you created is also just this whole nother beast that we've got to kind of overcome but today we're going to talk about side hustles the things that you can do to earn a little bit extra so you can just funnel it all into your music and it's kind of a necessary thing really because for the independent artists there's very few people who can afford to be full-time on their art um you are as we've discussed many times your PR your manager your everything and you're your bankroll as well you're your label so you not only do you need to eat and have a roof over your head and pay your rent uh, you also need to fund your art but finding a job that doesn't take up all of your time and all your energy can be really difficult so um, today we hope to just give you some tips of some ideas if you're in that space of wanting to create more space and time for your art um, but also making sure that it serves it and doesn't crush it then uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, good tips in that for you today. Yeah, so I think we wanted to start off with a little bit of like encouragement for the people who are working a full-time job. Yeah. Um, we're going to go on to talking about side hustles and it's more for those people who are probably doing music a little bit more full-time or like part-time but mostly music and then you want to do a side hustle. But we want to encourage the people who are doing a, a main job and they're doing music on the side and... You had some good thoughts because we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, I mean, how I see it, you've kind of got two choices. You can either um, hold out or look for a job that is in your field of creativity. So perhaps that's teaching music or and we'll, we'll go through some ideas, actually. Um, but something that still is very much uh, to do with music and to do with your art. And that sounds like an ideal scenario. And for some, it really is. They feel like at least I'm being creative. This is not soul destroying to turn up to. The problem, potential problem with that is you can expend all your creative energy into something which isn't your main project. Mm. So for example, if you've been teaching children 
guitar all day the last thing you want to do when you get home is go through your own songs because you're kind of done with that and there's no creative energy left over for your own art and and for your own creativity the other option is having a pretty mundane job that you maybe even hate hopefully not hate um but one that just doesn't you know bring you joy um it's you know pretty much you go, you do it, you go home. Now, the advantages of that are you leave it at the door at five o'clock. You may have expended some energy and it may feel pretty tiring like it can be when you're doing something that you don't enjoy. However, you're ready to do something creative because you've not expended any of that creative energy during the day. Um, but one thing I just really wanted to say, whatever kind of job you find yourself in, at the end of the day, we have to get our priorities right, particularly if you've got dependents or other people and even looking after yourself, there's something about being responsible for your art. I've worked with um, artists before who just refuse to get a job. I'm, I'm a creative, I'm a creative, like that's fine. But how are you going to fund your creativity yeah. if you refuse to work? I think it's so important to have a good work ethic whatever you do. So whatever job you find yourself in, um, I would just say to you to even look within that if there's any skills that you're learning that might be transferable for your art. And you might be surprised. Uh, you might think there is nothing I can gain out of the job I'm doing. But for example, even if you're working in a supermarket in the stock room and you're helping do all the stocks and the orders, that is great training, training for um, your merchandise. Um, thinking about stock count, supply and demand. I've got to say, I know very little about that. Somebody who's had an experience in that, you can use those skills. Mm -hmm. Even uh, people skills. If you're working as a receptionist, some very difficult characters that you have to deal with and smooth things over and be polite. Those are great things if you're approaching um, agents or tour managers or other prickly um, kind of personalities like that. So I'd really... Um, encourage you to look at what skills even in the place you might think this is not serving my art what can I take to serve my artist and creative journey and it also really helps you to not resent where you are uh, and to not feel too frustrated but say even in this I'm still doing things that are preparing me for my dream yeah that's so good and, and there's no shame in your game you know if you're working a full-time job and you're and you're like you've got this dream in your heart and you've got this this talent and these skills and you're like, I'm not able to spend all my time doing it. Um, you are still spending some time doing it. And the work that you're doing um, in your main job is is helping, as Loretta said, and it is building skills and and even is building work ethic because to do music and to do it well, you've got to work really hard. Yep. So the fact that you're at this point balancing a full-time job and you're also, every other time you've got, you're building your a career and um, a foundations of a career for the thing you really want to do that whole balance is a skill that you that's going to take you forward and you can carry through so there is no shame in your game just yeah. keep doing what you need to do and just work smart and and you're doing what no one else is doing like in that in that there is a lot there are a lot of people working a main job or a full-time job that they don't like and they feel don't feel able to pursue the thing that they really want to do whether they don't feel like they've got the confidence or they just can't see the, how that's working but you've got to a stage where you're like I'm going to make this work and I'm going to um, work towards my dream and I can't give up my job because I do have um, responsibilities or I do need to work but I'm going to make my dream happen too so do you. <laughs> um, but today we're actually going to talk about um, the side hustles so I've made quite a lengthy list of what I think are side hustles like 
thinking about stuff that I do, thinking about stuff that my friends do and just doing a bit of research on what can you do um, to pour um, extra money into your music so you can make that happen. So um, I'm going to start off with just using your creative skills um, and using other creative skills that you have or your um, creative gift as in your musical ability to make money outside of you the artist so that's our, my first point um so if you've got other skills like you maybe do graphic design or you're an artist i know um a musician and she is a fine artist and she does incredible um portraiture and she um makes makes art and sells that and she makes them into cards and literal you know portraits and art that take her weeks to do and she slowly does that she has commissions and people ask her to make art to put in their home and she also does music um and so she's 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 still working on the balance but finding that she loves both of these things mm. and um trying to make the art and while she enjoys it be money to fund the music and her other creative pursuits so if you've got any other creative skills that can help if you're a songwriter. Um, I know for me, um, I do sessions with other people um, in terms of backing vocalist, back as a backing vocalist. I also write for other people's projects and I charge for that. And, um, you know, um, using your vocals for functions, um, for weddings, bar mitzvahs, you know, <laughs> you know the drill. Um and just getting into the community and just saying, you know what, I, I can sing. I love to sing. I don't have to only do it for myself. I can do it for somebody else. And so just getting into sort of the community, the musical community where you are and um, putting that service out there and growing that side of a bu your business could be something that helps to fund your main desire as building your own artist career. Mm. I think artists, obviously, the fact that... Um we are artists are, are creative so usually that um leaks into other spheres of life um but even if you've got other skills that are not don't seem creative but you know it's a skill you you know it's something you're good at if you're incredibly organized or or really good with numbers um then you especially with those kind of jobs you could do a job like that part-time and because it, it, those jobs pay very well you could maybe do half the hours that you'd need to do mm. for a full-time creative job, if you like. Um, and if, you, if that's just a skill that you've got, you just know that you're really organised. Um, then again, that's a really great thing that you could do alongside that. But just ask other people, think about the things you enjoy. Like, ideally, we're here to enjoy this life and this journey. Yeah. So if you can find a, a side hustle that still makes you feel alive creatively, that obviously is the number one aim. Yeah. Um, my next um, sort of side hustle point is entrepreneurship. I think as an artist today, um, you have to be a business person. You yeah. have to, your business is your music, but also those skills can be transferable to another business or something else that you're interested in. And so, you know, for me, I'm independent is an idea that I had. You know, I love artists. I love what we do. I think we're important and I want to help us to do this well. And, I, and, you know, I thought, how can I do that? And through I'm independent, like, this is my side stroke main hustle now and I, I want to use it to help other people but I also want it to be something that helps sustain me as an artist and as an individual and to sustain my family as well. So um, maybe looking at other 
sort of entrepreneurial business ventures that you could start or create um preferably things that you don't have to you know um put a lot of equity in or money in to start it up um is ideal um but there's things that you can build that may not bring money in straight away but if you're passionate about it you will maybe be into growing that in the long term so you know is do you have a podcast idea that um is unique because a lot of people doing podcasts these days but is there something there that's unique and that you're really interested in that you feel like you could talk about for a very long time and if you built your podcast and then um through advertising and sponsorships and and it can grow into a business that makes you money um youtube is another one and you know they say that youtube still isn't something that's saturated that you can start a youtube channel and there is the potential and um, for it to become something that earns you money and it all these things they do take effort they're more of a long-term game you, for the most part and it's actually having um an idea of it's not youtube itself it's the the business structure that you create around youtube so youtube say for us we we want to start putting more videos online but that's going to feed into the other things that we may offer um, down the line that will be stuff that earns us money. So it's not only looking at your YouTube revenue, but it's how YouTuber can be sort of the... Developing your brand. Yeah, the brand, the brand awareness for the stuff that you do want to um, use to earn money. So there's YouTube and then, then social media is the same in the same bracket as that. And even a blog, you know, you could do all these things. We're pretty much trying to build all of those sort of um, outlets and platforms and a blog is really cool it does take a lot of work and building it and making it something that is um that's something that people want to go to that looks okay but then through advertising you can put ads on there and sponsorship and you know if you've got you've got everyone's got a skill everyone's got something that they can share so maybe you can coach people in something that you know a little bit more about than somebody else mm-hmm. you can put that on your blog um, and as you build that you know if it becomes something that brings in a revenue for you they I did some research and they said that you can you can eventually sell your blog for I think it's three times what it's worth. So if it's eventually becomes something that's worth, say, 50 grand a year for you, you could sell it for 150 and that could be a big chunk of money down the line. As I said, that's going to take work. That's going to take um, strategy, a good idea and just having long term vision. But these are side hustles that um, you could do that can help you um, in the long term. And not only do these things, particularly under this sort of entrepreneurial um, banner, um, bring you in money and revenue, all of them, like we just said, increase your brand. So actually, they're not even just giving you money, they're actually helping your, um, they're directly contributing to your artistry being um, raised so that people can find it in various different ways it's going to put you in new spheres if you're doing a podcast that's potentially a different audience to someone who would find you through Spotify or through music Um, and the other thing uh, with that is that all of these things potentially if you start a new business can become part of your merchandise Mm. as an artist so again it's directly it might be a separate business or a separate business idea to start with and you might think, oh, that's not really part of what I'm doing. But actually, it can become part of your merchandise. Again, it's feeding into this branding. It's ultimately serving you as an artist. Yeah, so good.
just a quick reminder that we have a growing library of really useful videos on our YouTube page, including interviews with artists and music industry insiders sharing their experience and expertise. Search IMR on YouTube or visit our website www.iamindependent.co.uk. Um, and going along with that, my next sort of idea, which is pretty obvious, is teaching. Um, you, as an artist, you know, you could have something that you could teach somebody else, whether it be, you know, how to hustle, how to, how to do the business of things. Maybe you obviously could be somebody that plays an instrument. Again, you could teach people and that you can do either online or offline you could do it maybe in groups um so therefore if you're doing it offline which is something that is taking up your time um if you did it in a group like two or three or four people then you could you know be spending one hour with more than one person but earning more money that that could be a possibility too and if you've probably had other jobs as well or other skills or you went to uni for something else you know there's if you're into accounting or in finance and just other skills you could see what is there something around this that I could teach other mm. people and um, via maybe YouTube or, or a blog or you know online offline you could use you know do the group things on Zoom and Skype so just Can really I just say on mm. that one as well because I think often when people suggest someone to teach something, they think, ah, you need to either have a qualification Mm. or you've got to be an authority, you've got to be an expert. Actually, to teach something, you only need to know a little bit more than the person you're teaching. Somebody told me that years ago and it was such a revelation and we all have imposter syndrome. Artists massively have it, even about our own art, Mm. but particularly about these things. And it was a real journey even I went on before I became a music manager, or at least when I was considering it. I remember thinking, well, I don't have a degree in being a manager and um, what's my qualification and I, I don't know how this stuff works but when I looked at what I had accumulated you know almost 20 years of experience in and around the music industry I realized I'd, I knew a lot mm. I might not know it all but I knew a lot and even starting to do some of the consultancy sessions around that um, and even with I am I'm independent we realized we don't know it all but let's share what we do know mm. and that's still teaching so don't disqualify yourself I think oh, I can't teach somebody because I don't know it all if you know more than somebody else it's still going to be valuable yeah yeah and because you're going to be learning on the job as I said with I'm independent uh, what we know is from experience we've had years in the business and also we've been around other people so we thought okay well we'll share what we've got but also we've created a platform where we can bring people with more expertise more skill and more experience than us to come and come on our platform to share what they know as well so there's ways around the teaching thing um and it is just it is a lot of it is a confidence thing and a trial and error and to go you know what i am passionate about this or i like this thing and let me try and share what i've got and you'll be surprised um how many other people want that information or are looking for the information that you've got and are willing to actually pay for it as well so the next um side hustle is kind of passive in a way 
and I'm going to let Loretta talk about it. It's um, renting a room in your house. Yeah. Or using Airbnb. Yeah. I think, again, the, the brilliant thing about artists is they are creative. So we come mm. up with creative solutions. <laughs> and I think something that B and I have said for a long time is where there's scarcity, it forces you to think creatively because mm. you have to think outside of the box. And something that I've done um, um, very recently, actually, um, is venture into the world of Airbnb. Um, I've always had... Um, a lodger or a housemate in my loft room of my house and over the summer last year um, she moved out and moved away and I suddenly realised I wanted a bit more space to myself um, but I, I also realised that I needed that income um, and so I had the idea of, of basically using the room for Airbnb it's a really nice space up there and at first I was like oh do I want different people coming you know in and out of my house but Firstly, I um, the great thing about it is you can decide mm. how much of your personal space they come into. So for me, the whole of my downstairs is mine and it's private and it's only the room and a bathroom that comes with it. It ha doesn't have a separate entrance, but because it's in the loft room, it's very separate. So for me, that doesn't really infringe on my life. Um, where I happen to live in London, I'm pretty close to um, an airport as well. So I have a lot of people who are here for business. They pretty much just want a bed overnight. So you do need to think about how much of your space you want to let people into and not, but you get to decide those boundaries. And then I was um, the next thing I just thought about, is this going to be a lot of work? Um, you know, people coming in and out. I have to say it's really easy to manage um airbnb have really thought about everything i have the app on my phone i just get a notification and when somebody's booked mine is on instant book but only when they meet certain requirements mm. again you can decide those um, i block out days when i've got friends or family that are coming or over holidays when i just want my full house to myself and i have to say it's a really good bit of regular income yes there are months that are busier than others so it's not like you have a set amount of income as you would have if you perhaps rented mm. out your room permanently but um generally per night it is at a higher rate than if you had somebody living with you on a permanent basis um you get to meet some really interesting people um from all over the world sometimes um and it's just ended up being a really convenient way for me to just uh, supplement my income um and yeah it doesn't really infringe anything that I, hasn't worked out I've been able to tweak to change you could even decide I don't want people around at weekends so there's a real flexibility in it so I've had a really good experience I did it as a few months I was like let me just see what this is like and I have to say I'm really glad that I did it it's been really quick and easy to run yeah so if you've got a house if you've got a room in your house consider that but um the people that rent this is don't feel discounted um there's you know you can rent to rent or lease to lease um if you can agree with your landlord um potentially you could sublet a room so your rent your landlord is charging you for example a thousand pounds a month and if you agree with them that you would like to if there's a spare room, you'd like to let that out and you potentially let that out for £500 and um, that £500 can come to you. So um, obviously it has to be prearranged, as I, like I've reiterated, reiterated a few times, but um, that could be an option to get a bit of that kind of passive income if you're happy to have somebody living with you um, on a pretty permanent basis. Um, yeah, another option. Yeah. Mm. And um, the next point are some things that you can do sort of casual work. Um, some of the obvious ones are like Uber, Uber Eats, 
Amazon deliveries and other delivery services. If you drive and you have um, a decent enough car, um, that could be a really great flexible way of earning um, extra money in your own in your own time, in your spare time, and and as much or as little as you want to do. Um, so if you've got a project coming up and you know that you know, gosh, I need to, I need you know five grand to record this and i'm going to need another two for promo or whatever okay if you plan that out and you you, you and you're going to do it in like eight months time you know you could go okay i'm just going to bash out i'm just going to literally bash out uber driving you know amazon deliveries and other, a lot of that casual work even what's that one is it called rabbit where you can we hire people to um put together your you know rabbit. ikea stuff and a task oh. rabbit that's it okay. task, yeah I, we did actually well, it's like you just hire a rabbit for yeah, therapy exactly. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad that's not a bad idea um it's called task rabbit and you people you can hire somebody to like, put your ikea bed together and to do sort of other sorts of jobs like that which uh don't necessarily need high skill you probably would have to have a bit of equipment like a you know electric screwdrivers it's quite high like skill that. to understand ikea instructions this is true this is true <laughs> i i have made many a mistake um but that could be something that if you're into that and you feel like you're good at that you could just go to someone's house and just put their bed up in an hour and you earn a, quite a good amount of sort of money for that hour or two there's another bit of thing you just pile that up and pile that up and just before you know it, you've got okay i've got enough to do the next thing that i want to do for my music um, so that's an option. And then also Amazon, Amazon FBA, which is where they sort of fulfill your sales for you. So if you wanted to set up some sort of shop where you, you, you found items that you would want to sell, um, that you could sell those and then you won't even have to worry about the deliveries and all the logistics of it. Because Amazon, you know, when you I, I've got Amazon Prime, I just order from them and then it just magically arrives at my house. Um, <laughs> the person that is behind that sale didn't necessarily have to then go to the post office and deliver that. Um, Amazon did it for them. So that could be something. It's more of a, it's probably a long-term thing and something that you would need to put a bit of effort into building that up and researching some items that would you think would be quite sellable. I've got a friend who is doing that and he's selling these, um, do you know, um, disposable plastic, no, disposable metal sort of oven roasting trays. Oh, right. And it's got a cover on them. And he sent, he wanted me to try them. They are so good. <laughs> like, I'm actually going to be just buying them from now on. But that's what he's, he's ordered them from wherever, I think, China or wherever they're made. And, you know, Amazon fulfill the delivery for him and, and people just buy it. So it took, it's taken a while and a bit, a little bit of investment to set that up. But um, it's doing its thing now. So there are those sort of long term side hustles that can especially work. those ones that can bring in some passive income that exactly. you know they might have a bit of effort to start with but then they're just bringing in exactly. some regular money however small that's great because yeah. it doesn't take up your time exactly and and in the similar vein i think upwork i think it's probably a little bit similar to task rabbit but it's probably a little bit more skills based and you use your existing skills to work for somebody else on a freelance basis so if you are good at admin or um, maybe graphic design or you're good at websites um or other skills there's loads of skills on there you can sort of put your skills on there and say what you can do and people put their 
what they need so they need a virtual assistant to do some admin for them for the next two weeks um on a part-time basis we'll pay you this much an hour and you could just take that on and be like you know what for two weeks I can do that or for a month I can do that and just it's casual but it's using the skills you already have so Upwork is another option so that's it those are our side hustles for the independent music artists um we wanted to kind of touch on a few things to consider um whilst developing these things or even whilst working and doing your side hustle I think one of the first things is to try our best to keep the side hustle the side hustle and it's about priorities really and you know if music is the thing that you love and is your long-term goal um the side hustle needs to assist and needs to come alongside and there might be times where you're spending more time on the side hustle um because it needs that um because maybe music is quiet or you actually can't record or do some anything else because you don't have the money so you need to work so you can get the money but don't get trapped in the side hustle yeah. keep the main thing the main thing um and prioritize and it'd be great if you've got any ideas or you found any really unique solutions that have really worked for you as an independent artist please do comment below yeah. uh, share your ideas the whole thing with i am independent is to make sure that we're helping and resourcing you um, and yeah, share those ideas below. Uh, share your experiences with us. If you'd like to share a story in particular, we'd love to hear from you as well. That's awesome. And um, time management as well and planning. And the last thing to consider as well is to make sure that you kind of organise your money well and to make sure that you leave some for those dreaded taxes, um, that you have some to live on. You've got to actually live life. And if you need to use some of the money that you're earning um, to, you know, pay your utilities and food and all those sorts of things that you just go ahead and do that. Um, but you've kind of apportioned out from your side hustle what is going to music and what is going for your taxes what's going to live on and also saving and investing you know we're musicians but we're also people who are sort of savvy and look to the future and you know we're all not always going to be here right now and people in other professions paying into their pensions and their savings pots and their investments and their funds and mutual funds and all those different things actually being um, the business person that learns about these things so that even though you're independent and even though you're freelance you're actually also setting yourself up for the future so in all of your work well don't just live for now um, like learn the skills to be able to live for the future and to put down and lay down some little portions of your money that will help you down the line. Those are your side hustles. And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources. Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music.